Welcome to Secure Cloud Migration, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. Now, here's your host, John Gilroy. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Neil Cronimus, Director, Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect, Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology. Gentlemen, how are you? Great. Doing well. We'll talk about a subject that's on the front of everyone's mind who's listening to this, and it's secure cloud migration. You know, for the last eight years, it's been pushed and pushed, and these agencies are being pushed to the cloud. And I think some people have reservations about some aspects of it. And, and you know, one aspect may be security, but there's a lot of different aspects of it today. So I thought we'd open up with a conversation because both of you have been involved in many cloud migrations and seen a lot and know where all the, uh, the dead bodies are buried and everything else. So you don't have... But before we begin, I want to talk about this whole idea of uh, – uh, Srini, uh, you've seen some cloud migrations. What um, what are some of the gaps you've seen happen in some of these migrations? So, majority of the cloud migrations that I've seen, uh, more than the technology aspect of it, it is the people and the processes uh, that haven't evolved to take advantage of the technical uh, advances. So, from a people perspective, the organizational culture defines how it can be adopted. If it is being pushed top down, then kind of you know the people at the lower level who need to implement and take the uh, mandate to the next level, they are not properly equipped to take it over there. So the organizational culture defines to a large extent how it can be successful. Yeah. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, Neil, I just want to jump in here. I was talking to a federal executive last week, and he wrote sort of an article. I quoted the article, and he said he'd rather have five clouds than 200 servers. <laughs> and so the objective of making the transition is is to go from some kind of situation like that, isn't there? Yes, it is. So, yeah, when you're making that transition from a legacy data center to a cloud migration, there's a lot of factors that the agency has to take into account. And it's beyond just the people, the process, the technology. It's how are they going to procure those services? And then how are they going to transition that's like we said, securely um, from that? Because there are certain there are new tools that aren't approved from that agency perspective. They have to look into now. So now security has got involved they're like I said, procurement of how I'm going to get those services. And then how are the people going to support when you're from a legacy to a new cloud model? You know, when you think about secure cloud migration, I think about moving houses. Three years ago, we downsized. And when you make a transition like that, people worry about, you know, uh, losing things, leakage. <laughs> and I think of it from a cloud perspective, Srini, is data loss and leakage. I mean, this should be a concern for a secure cloud migration, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Uh, as in the case of uh, previously, we used to migrate from one data center to another data center or from uh, one contractor to another contractor. I view this also kind of in a similar way. We are moving from one cloud data centers are somewhere out there. It's just that they're not physically right next to our uh, customer's location as it used to be in the past. So the, the steps and uh, controls that we need to put in place are similar to that. We can't avoid, you know, having a checklist and going through everything and making sure that meticulously we migrate all those applications into a cloud environment. In my view, uh, I'm sure Neil would agree with me, is that uh, cloud security is probably much more superior compared to the old data center security because now you have a collective common good that all these cloud providers have put a lot of uh, invested a lot of resources in uh, the security aspect of the research. So they bring all of that to the table, and that uh, our customers actually are in a better position to take advantage of that. 
So, you know, Neil, let's say Srini makes uh, the big move, 10 megabytes from point A into the cloud. Well, that's, you know, that's just part of the puzzle, isn't it? You have to worry about things like uh, identity and access management as well, don't you? Yes. Uh, identity and access management is huge uh, because you remember, you're moving it from a legacy data center that an agency has control over to a data center that they don't have as much control from a physical perspective, even though more secure, more investment, like Trini said, but now they're losing that control. So they've got to make sure identity access management is even tighter than what they had before and how that transport is even tighter. Because without that, they're not going to be comfortable. Because it's not like legacy data center where they go out and hug their server or <laughs> hug their storage. They can't do that now because they can't, their data now is spread out. So I, protection of that data, that data leakage has to be secure so it doesn't leak to anything, whether it's another agency or another customer in that data center. So identity access management is the key. So, Shermini, goes back to your concept earlier about people. So you've got to walk into an agency and people are there tied to their servers and, you know, birthday presents for their servers and have lock and chain. And you got to say, hey, it's okay, it's okay. And so part of that process is getting them accustomed to having uh, remote managing different types of security problems. Yes, uh, it's remote management and also kind of uh, enabling them to be successful in the new world. Yeah, part of the reason is that when they're hugging the servers, it's also kind of, you know, there's that uh, mindset that they're probably going to lose, as Neil pointed out, the control that they have been having and they're used to that. And suddenly if, when you take that away from them, they are wondering, what will my role be now? So kind of, you know, helping them understand how they play a bigger role in the cloud world in terms of ensuring that they are more successful is a big thing as part of that. You know, Neil, I work for software companies where the new guy always gets to audit the logs. And that's a lot of, it happened to you probably when you were a young guy. And uh, there's another transition that has to take place, you know, when it comes to instant response and logging, it you have to change gears when you move to the cloud in order to enable a secure transition, don't you? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, monitoring um, is very critical as well. Uh, you still have to monitor everything. You still got to do the logs. Just because now the system is running in the cloud instead of the legacy data center, nothing really changes from the security aspect. But your policies, your procedures might change a little bit because now I can't just run out to the data center floor and touch the server. Now I have to do remote management and bring that in. But that monitoring is very critical to make sure that it's just as secure as it was sitting in that legacy data center. And so uh, you've seen some successes with the Srini as well, though, haven't you? It's Absol not all bad news. Absolutely. And it's actually kind of uh, those agencies and those customers that have taken on the ownership of uh, proactive monitoring have been more successful, have been more comfortable moving into the cloud. And like Neil rightly pointed out, you know, that's still there is still that uh, monitoring as well as the looking at everything in the cloud. It's still the customer's uh, role. It's not going to be done by the cloud uh, provider. It's the, the Amazon, the Azure, the Oracles of the world. They're going to give you the environment, and it is still imperative that the customer is still the owner of the data and owner of that environment in terms of ensuring the safety and the security of the applications. To make it ridiculously simple, the 10 tasks you have with a server sitting down the hall may have 10 other tasks, but completely different tasks for the cloud, but the similar type objective is cloud security. I Absolutely. Great. We're going to pause here for a short break. My guests today are Neil Cronimus, Director, Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect, Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Secure Cloud Migration. 
sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. General Dynamics Information Technology and CSRA are now one company offering next-generation solutions across the government. Next is here. Find out more at thenextgdit.com. Welcome back to the discussion, Secure Cloud Migration, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. My guests today are Neil Cronimus, Director, Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect, Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology. And I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, focusing in on secure cloud migration. Well, you know, I've been around uh, uh, the pool a few times. I've been around here and I've seen different things happen. And uh, there are some people that use this term waterfall technology, a waterfall way of methodology. It just seems to me that a waterfall technique for this is, is just shooting yourself in the foot before you even start. What do you think about it, Srini? Absolutely. Um, majority of the folks are moving more towards the agile way of doing things, particularly in the cloud world. Waterfall, if we are waiting for things to happen, uh, and the, the services in the cloud world have uh, evolved so much that they will not be able to take advantage of uh, a lot of the good things that are available. I'm sure uh, Neil uh, would chime in more and agree with me on this. Uh, I prefer more of the agile way of doing things so you can do incremental uh, migrations into the cloud and they can see value being added and the customers can benefit more from new features becoming available sooner rather than later, which used to be the case uh, with the waterfall methodology. So we have, Neil, we have here is we have technology changing in the middle of big projects as well. 18-month project, there could be big changes in technology in the middle of that. Can you give me an example that maybe you've worked on where you've seen technology change and how you've adapted to this change in the middle of driving your car, changing oil, or whatever it happens to be? Yes, uh, and that's going back to what Srini said about doing the agile versus the classic waterfall model because technology changes at a tremendous pace. And since it does change at that pace... An ag- a waterfall model doesn't work. You have to do the agile thing. So one example is you're moving along. We've had a, we had a client that wanted to go to cloud, wasn't sure how to go to cloud. They decided that they were going to go this one specific path down the cloud model, but they did a waterfall approach. A year in the project, that technology was already obsoleted. And so we had to shift gears to the other one, which just caused a delay in getting the rollout. But under an agile methodology is what we adopted afterwards. When the technology shifted, we were able to shift with it. And so we didn't lose any time or any effort. Yeah, being flexible is important. Srini, got a question for you. So let's say you walk into an agency and they say, we have this application, A, we want to transition to the cloud. And you do a checklist and it, it's flawless. And they say, oh, we have application B. Doesn't mean you can use the same checklist, does it? It could be complete different transition. Absolutely. Um what we do is like we look at the application, each application differently. Each of those will ha- probably has different interfaces, different uh, compliance requirements, different security postures, and technology may be completely different. For example, one may be using a technology that is like 10 years old and one may be using a cloud-native technology. So we kind of you know have to look at and uh, balance the two. So we have a framework that we kind of bring to the table where there are a core set of uh, check boxes that we still have to go through. 
and then some for each of the applications to make sure uh, the applications uh, technology, security, and com uh, the uh, compliance-related requirements we've all taken into account and then kind of uh, move that application to the cloud. So it, the, the short answer is yes, you know, you cannot have one size fits all, but there is a framework that we can still use to bring a little bit of commonality together. Well, Neil, I'm going to use some radio talk here. So it looks like there could be a lift and shift <laughs> for one system to work fine, and you try that lift and shift in the second system, and it may break the motor on the engine trying to do it. And so there's different ways to make these transitions, and they have to be to be a, um, they have to be applied where they can take advantage of some of the cloud situations like scaling. Yes, definitely. Uh, the easiest way is lift and shift. Just take the current functionality, current system, move it over, put it in the cloud. But you don't gain the scalability that the cloud That's, offers you. Yeah. So sometimes it's better to take it over and maybe rebuild the system in the cloud. Because then you can use the newer cloud technologies for auto-scaling, for some platform as a service that you didn't have access to before in the legacy data center. And that's a good example using that rebuild model to gain those efficiencies of scale that you normally don't get in your data center. Shreeni, Loudoun County has 140 data centers. <laughs> and obviously, because they're opening up, people are putting data into those data centers. One has to think about, now, wait a minute, what about, you know, things like uh, data at rest and data in transit? Uh, that's not on my checklist, but that has to be taken accounted for, doesn't it? Yes. So well, one of the things that, that we do at uh, GDIT is that look when we look at the data, data needs to be encrypted both at rest as well as in motion. So when it is moving between various servers or various agencies that probably are transcending different data centers, we ensure that you know we use the right protocols to encrypt all the data. So definitely data needs to be encrypted whether it is at rest or in motion, to ensure that there's no leakage or there's no compromise uh, from a security posture perspective. So, Neil, from 40,000 feet, if you look at this transition, encrypted, non-encrypted, and dependencies, it's really you're, you're switching to uh, like a, a software-defined security model more than uh, go down and make sure the cables are in the box down the hall. It's software-defined, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is software-defined, and that's the kind of world we are moved in. We've moved away from just being hardware-specific into a software-defined data center, a software-defined cloud. Everything is driven by the software, and the advantage of that is things can change at a quicker pace. We can adapt faster to incidents problems if it's architected correctly. But a software-defined data center or software-defined cloud is the new paradigm. So when it comes to patches, when it comes to events, when it comes to events that have to be reacted to in a matter of minutes, it's not wait till tomorrow to react to this event. It has to be done within minutes, doesn't it? Yes, you have to react immediately. As soon as it's incurred, you have to react. You can't wait. It's no longer, hey, let's go meet and talk about it. It's we got to do the healing, the patching, whatever needs to be done right away. We're going to pause for a short break here. My guests today are Neil Cronomus, Director of Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect, Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Secure Cloud Migration, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. General Dynamics Information Technology and CSRA are now one company offering next-generation solutions across the government. Next is here. Find out more at thenextgdit.com. 
Welcome back to the discussion, Secure Cloud Migration, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. My guests today are Neil Cronimus, Director of Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology, focusing in on secure cloud migration. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about transition and data in transition. Now, there's uh, issues of governance in all these transitions. So if you're an agency, you have to comply with certain standards, whether it's behind your firewall or whether it's in the cloud. And so you have to be very aware of a lot of these governance issues, don't you, Srini? Yes, uh, governance is the biggest thing in cloud adoption that needs to be addressed up front. So typically what uh, we recommend is that, you know, have some sort of a governance council with the stakeholders that are relevant, not just from the technology side, but also from the business side to be part of that. So particularly when it comes to data, the data IT is just only kind of the enabler of uh, using the data, but the business is the one that needs to uh, decide as to what happens to the data, who gets to use the data and who gets to see that data. So governance is a big thing that needs to be addressed up front. You know, Neil, when um, when you hear about the cloud, everyone's banging the drum and excited, move to the cloud and scalability and dynamic and this and that. And no one ever talks about what happens when you leave or what happens if you have a bad experience with a vendor. What about the end game here? I mean, I, that should be part of the plan too. I mean, what happens if six months in, someone, an agency may not be happy with vendor A, then what? <laughs> Yes, uh, everybody always talks about the cloud strategy. What are we going to do? How are we going to use it? But they rarely talk about the cloud exit strategy in case something happens or in case some new service pops up in a different cloud vendor. And that's where having that upfront discussion when you're doing the strategy is what is our strategy to get out? And to make sure that, just like you said, a checklist to get to the migration, but also a checklist of how am I going to make sure that I'm not locked into a particular cloud and being able to pull my data out, move it from cloud A to cloud B, and be able to successfully and seamlessly so the end user doesn't see any disruption of service. And that's the key thing for all of our clients is no disruption of service. So having that plan, having that methodology, but it's got to be done up front. It can't be done later. When uh, you're looking at transitions in or out of the cloud, uh, usually there's not two or three people that know everything about cloud transition. You normally have to have a deep bench. (laughs) And I'm thinking that a company like General Dynamics Information Technology probably can put together cross-functional teams to assist in a transition back from the cloud or moving from vendor A to vendor B, where other people may not have that wide range of of information. These cross-functional teams are so important security-wise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. with a deep uh, bench strength, not just uh, the types of personnel that we can bring to the table, security is one of the biggest things. Data architects, the cloud architects, system architects, and then uh, various other uh, resources that need to be part of the transitions, both in and out of the cloud. We bring all of them to the table and everybody kind of uh, uh, subscribes to the school of thought that the customer is at the center of everything. So we kind of work around that part. So that's a big thing for us. And yes, we bring everybody to the table, this scale that we can bring to the table, probably only a few are out there who can match. We can probably, you know, say that with pride. Well, Neil, next week, my wife and I go into the baseball game and I have a little bias about what team I like. (laughs) And what happens is you may walk into an agency, they may have a bias towards a certain cloud vendor. You may have to take and uh, throw some cold water on their face and say, well, look, for this particular situation, this may not be the best solution. So you must encounter Cloud, new phrase, cloud bias. (laughs) Uh, Yes, definitely. 
and sometimes just uh, disregard no cloud at all yeah. <laughs> bias. But no, it's really sitting down with the client and talking to them and find out what are they trying to do with the cloud. Not so much, oh, i got to go to cloud, but what are you trying to do specifically with the cloud? And then getting their requirements, hearing their concerns, and figuring out which is the right cloud for them. So they get the right cloud the right way that they can be successful for their mission. When uh, you make long-distance phone calls over Africa, sometimes there's a delay, you know, latency in the call. And sometimes people make a transition to the cloud and they get an unexpected latency. And this has to be another checkbox item, doesn't it, Srini? I mean, have to consider this and how is that going to impact your end users? Yes. When the, uh, the checkboxes are kind of in a technology the related uh, checkboxes kind of span across multiple things, uh, whether the applications are virtualized or not, whether the network can uh, afford that kind of latency. Say, for example, some of the agencies are putting out requirements saying that we need a sub-second latency. Whether the cloud provider that the agency is considering, can they actually hit that SLA or not, is a key thing as part of the checkbox that we go through. So, Neil, when you look at different types of vendors, you may have, well, let's say, a Microsoft system that has to go into an Amazon cloud. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have to wear not only several hats, but several hats at the same time. So what advice would you give our listeners for making this difficult transition with multiple vendors? Well, the main thing is when you're making the transition is look at the system that you're trying to migrate to the cloud and trying to figure out you have to document all of the system properties the interfaces, who's utilizing it, where the, the data coming from, and make sure that whichever cloud you're going to, those requirements are met. Because if you're getting, if you're putting requirements in and trying to put it in a inadequate security model, it doesn't work. So you've got to make sure it's the right security model, the right requirements, and the right access for the end users. So, Srini, for a secure cloud migration, you got to check your biases at the front door, too, don't you? You may have a bias towards a vendor. Uh, absolutely. So, what, one of the key things that uh, at General Dynamics uh, we you know, tell our customers is that, you know, we don't look at cloud as the be-all, end-all. It's the mission enabler. What is, as Anil pointed out, what is the customer's mission and what is this application doing to enable that mission? So, checking out the bias at the door is a big thing. We are cloud agnostic, and we ensure that the customer is at the forefront of it. I'd like to thank today's guests, Neil Cronimus, Director, Digital Adoption, General Dynamics Information Technology, and Srini Singaraju, Chief Architect Cloud Solutions, General Dynamics Information Technology. I'm John Gilroy on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search cloud security. Thank you for listening to Secure Cloud Migration, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. The entire program is available on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search GDIT. General Dynamics Information Technology and CSRA are now one company offering next-generation solutions across the government. Next is here. Find out more at thenextgdit.com. Titans, go! When the Teen Titans go to the movies, they know the best way to travel is safely. Hollywood, here we come! To keep your child safe, be sure to use the right car seat for their age and size. Exactly. 
We're finally on the big screen. Have a seat, my dude. For more information on finding the right seat, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Gotcha. That's a wise move. It's an Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.